0: Thanks for joining us this Monday on Hope for Today with Pastor Doug Solomon. And the title of our message is called Worth Wild Work. It comes from Psalms chapter 127. And we'll be reading verses 1 through 5. But I'll be focusing on verses 1 and 2 for this message. So I'll begin reading with verse 1. Unless the Lord builds the house, its builders labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city the watchmen stand guard in vain. In vain you rise early and you stay up late, toiling for food to eat. For he grants sleep to those he loves. Sons are an heritage from the Lord. Children are a reward from him. Like arrows in the hands of a warrior are sons born in one's youth. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. They will not be put to shame when they contend with their enemies in the gate. May the Lord add a blessing to his word, shall we pray? Our gracious Lord and Heavenly Father, we thank you for this Monday. We thank you, Lord, that you brought us through the weekend. We ask, Lord, for your hand of mercy, your hand of protection, and your hand of health upon each and every one of us. And Lord, we ask that you be with this message, that you will give me the words and the wisdom as I share the message today. We ask it in your name. Amen. Amen. So let's take a look at it. Um, our key verse, like I said, is verse 1 and 2. Verse 1, unless the Lord builds the house, its builders labor in vain. And you know, that's true in everything that we do. Even in our work, how we build Or how we do our work. Do we do our work for the Lord? Do we do our work for our boss? Who do we do our work for? Sure, we need a job. That's important that we have a job. But we should do everything unto the Lord. The Lord should be the center of of all. He's the author and the finisher of our faith today. So that's important for us to be reminded that whatever we do, We do it unto the Lord. You know, it may not always be the way that we think it should be. But still, the Lord is still in control. He has our best interest at heart. It says, unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchmen stand guard in vain. So let's take a look at these two verses today. You know, I want to look at it from a a standpoint of technology. And society as a whole. Will we allow technology and society to define who we are today? Who we are as Christians? Sometimes we rely too heavily on technology. I think about when you have the Bible. We, we have all these apps on our phones. I heard someone say the other day they had over 450 apps on their phone. And I thought, my goodness, how do you get through and find what you need with that many apps. But we can just thumb through and we can find these apps if we know what it's, what the icon looks like. The app, the design uh, image for that app. So we, we simulate the app with the image so we know what it is. But we have an app for everything, for health. We have an app for the Bible. There's nothing wrong with having the app for the Bible, but sometimes I myself appreciate opening the Bible, feeling the pages as I turn the page and hearing the sound. You can't do that when you tap on a the screen. There's nothing like opening a book, especially the Bible, and having it right in front of you. Sure, you can carry the Bible in your pocket on an app, but it's good to have it. In hand. There's nothing wrong with that but I still prefer the physical Bible in hand. But technology in society can be good, but do we allow it to define who and what we are? It can be a good thing and other times it can be like a wedge. It can be not so good because it separates us from God. We spend too much time on the tablet or on our telephone. Sometimes we are so wrapped up in the internet before we know it. We we read this story, read that story. I like the news. But I find myself sometimes when I read one news story to another to another. You know, I like CNN, Reuters news, BBC news, and then local news, uh, the local newspaper. But the the interesting thing is you could spend hours with just reading. But, you know, sometimes we just have to put it down, shut it off. Spend time with God and with his word. Get your Bible out, dust it off and read it rather than push the, the app for the Bible online or on your computer, whichever you may have. But think about it today. We need to be careful then we don't let this technology drive a wedge between us and God. Sure, we can read his word, there's nothing wrong with that. But sometimes we can allow it to become controlling. And then we start shortchanging God. Today, as we use technology, we are captivated and controlled by it. It's amazing. If you search for something online, uh, especially on Google or some of the others, And then all of a sudden you're getting ads on the right side of your screen, advertising this and advertising that. You know, it's gotten to be sometimes monotonous. You don't even want to search online anymore uh, because you're always getting this or you're getting emails and you say, how do how do they know that? But if you have a Google email, they automatically know what you search for and your likes and dislikes, and you start getting advertisements. But as we respond to Jesus today, we will have true meaning and purpose, both in our lives and in our relationship with God and our relationship with others. Sometimes we become too captivated with technology that we even don't. We text somebody, send them a message or send them an email rather than pick up the phone and call them or to go visit them in person. There's just something about visiting someone in person, sharing coffee or cake, just conversation, person to person, rather than just some writing on an email or in a text. I challenge you this week to limit technology and spend quality time with God and cultivating relationships with others, people you've not talked to for a while, pick up the phone and call them, rather than send them a message. You can hear their voice you can make them laugh. You can have memories that you can recall. I think about this morning uh, with my mom, she's hard of hearing. But the interesting thing is, I'm, uh, you know, she laughs. You know, we can remember memories from long time ago, you know. Uh, but I want us today to think about that. You know, our world and culture today seems to want to elevate possessions, what you own, how many things you have, things that come before God. Do you have anything in your life today that comes before God? You know, it seems to applaud our compulsive, to want to work. People are workaholics sometimes. You know, they're going through situations, it's better to stay at work than to deal with it. They work long hours, or they're always glued to their phone or technology or computers. Like I said, the internet and these technologies have become a distraction, have caused us to Disconnect sometimes, even with society. Verse 2 tells us that that, uh, in vain that we rise early and we stay up late, toiling for food to eat, for he grants sleep to those he loves. You know, we live in a world where status counts. What we have counts. What drives us counts. What's in our bank account counts. All of this drives each and every one of us, each and every day. Like I said, it, it talks about uh, rising early in the morning and staying up late, toiling for food to eat. There's nothing wrong with getting up early in the morning. I enjoy getting up early in the morning and watching the sun rise, hearing the birds chirping, and as the day begins to, to open up and, and come alive. There's nothing wrong with that. And there's nothing wrong with staying up late either. But if we're doing it for the wrong reasons, staying on the internet, hanging on our phones, doing these kinds of things, you know, like I said, there's nothing wrong with those, but we don't need them in excess. Like at night, sometimes, you know, uh, I find myself wanting to play a a game. And uh, it's a game that I like to play. Uh, on the uh, Angry Birds, and there's a new one. But the thing of it is, is sometimes it, it, it gets you going, and then you want to do more, to play longer, play longer. But, you know, we need to rest. We need to take time to pray to God. We need to close out our day with God. We need to open our day with the Lord. Do we start right with our phones first thing in the morning, Or with our computer or the internet. We should start our day with God. God should be first in all things. Like I said, it has its place. But sometimes today we live by those things. We allow those things to control us. We allow those things to dictate what we believe, what we say, how we react sometimes. People say, oh, well, that's crazy. But when you really stop and think about it. How is your attitude towards God? When is the last time you you've spent time with God? Is it five minutes, ten minutes? That's what I'm saying. How do we do we let the Lord build the house or do we try to build the house? And in our own way of doing it, it's a labor that's in vain. Because it's like the man that built his house on sinking sand. Somewhere, somehow, everything can, can wash away if it doesn't have a good foundation. But if the Lord is the chief cornerstone, the stone that was rejected, if he is a chief cornerstone that sets the path for building the foundation and the Lord builds the house, then we too can come alongside of him and help build. He doesn't tell us we can't build. But he has to be the chief builder today. He has to be the one that leads and directs and guides us. He doesn't say we don't have free will because we were given that on purpose. But we need to make sure that he's the one building the house and not us. that we don't labor in vain. The same with the Lord watching over the city. The Lord has to be the Lord of our life the Lord of our family, the Lord of humanity. Because the watchman standing guard is in vain if there's not the Lord watching over. So like I said, uh, where our status sometimes counts, we think it's in what we possess and those things. You know, there's nothing wrong with having possessions, like I said. There's nothing wrong with having a great job. Sometimes there's overtime and God blesses us with overtime sometimes because you make good money. But don't let that be the 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 good money be the answer for working all the overtime. There's nothing wrong with owning a nice car, but we must not labor in vain for the wrong reasons today. The writer tells us the Lord must build the house or our labor is in vain, as I just mentioned. The Lord will open opportunities for us in ministry. As Christians, each and every one of us has a calling and in ministry, but he must be the one building that. Many Christians today have good intentions. They start many projects and ministries. However, if it's not built by the chief builder laying the foundation, meaning God, then a lot of them will either fail, or they will not succeed, or they will struggle. But it must be of God. We must make the work of kingdom building a worthwhile work, one that's pleasing, one that is acceptable by God, one that is ordained by God. We can't just wake up one day and say, I'm going to start this ministry or that ministry. It has to be the Lord's leading. The writer tells us that the Lord must be watch over the city. Like I said, he's the one that must be in control. He must be the one that oversees the great shepherd we talk about. Or the watchman's work is in vain. Scripture teaches us that we are to guard our hearts and minds. Don't let technology lead your heart and mind today. It, it has its good uses, but it also, like I said, it can be a wedge. Sometimes we need to detox from technology. We need technology-free days, like our weekends. People don't even go outside anymore and enjoy the sun or go to the beach. They get so hooked on technology. Or go meet people, like I said, rather than just send an email. Sometimes they may live far away and it may not be impossible, but at least pick up the phone and call them. It's encouraging to them. Like I said, we must guard our hearts and minds. We are to trust the Lord. We are to place our trust in Him. He is our refuge. He is our stronghold today. We are called to do our best in each and every situation, each and every day. We are to do it for the Lord, as I started out in the beginning. No matter how small or how big the job, if the Lord is the Lord of your life today and he's leading, he's the chief builder, then he will see it through to completion. Somebody says, oh, well, I can't do much, but at least make an effort and God will bless it. Little as much when God is in it, money, understanding, compassion, and hope. No matter what your job title is today, you could be the street sweeper, or you could be the sanitation worker, or you could be a fisherman, or you could be a pastor, whatever your title, if God is Lord of all, and God is in your life and leading you, then We're all the same, no matter what our title is. God blesses each one of us. God must be Lord of all of you today. Like I said, not half or three quarters. He wants 100%. God will bless you and give you favor today. In your ministry, in your job, in your family, in your finances, in your health. God will give you and will bless you but we must not lose focus today we must not get distracted by this technology or by all that's going on in society as we hear the news and we see this and we see that we need to speak life to people we need to speak hope to people because the Word of God is life the Word of God is is hope Where is your trust today? Is it in the Lord? We sometimes, as Christians, get ahead of God by working on things and doing things our way. But we must wait sometimes upon the Lord. We can start this and that, but we may never finish it. And then we have all these things undone. I want one day for the Lord to say, Well done, thy good and faithful servant. But we must wait upon the Lord. We must seek his will today. His will for your life might not be the same as mine. Everybody is uniquely made, as you've heard me mention many times. We must seek his will in every situation, no matter how small or how big it is, We must seek God's will before we make a decision sometimes. Even in our call to ministry, as I said, each and every one of us have a call. Some can teach, some can preach, some have compassion, some have gifts to give to the church that can help. All of those things, we all have a part in the kingdom of God and in ministry to God. So I want to close with this. Our work must be worthwhile to God. You know, I heard someone say the other day, said, you know, I'm not happy in my job. I'm not happy. And you know, sometimes if you're not happy, then pray to God and ask God, say, God, please open the door. I want to be able to do something that makes me happy. I want to be able to, when I get up in the morning, I go to work, and I'm happy. I want joy in my life today. And God will bless that, and God will open doors. Why work in a dead-end job if it's not going to please God? Why work in a ministry that is not pleasing to God if, if God is not in it? You know, sometimes just because it says ministry, and it goes about... Uh, doing things. We can be about doing things, but God needs to put his hand on it. God needs to bless him. I believe today sometimes God takes his hands off of us and off of ministries because they start going in a different direction. They're distracted. Like I mentioned, the technology, things in society, doesn't mean we have to isolate ourselves and be like a monk and and isolate ourselves behind a wall. No, we need to be out there. We need to be giving the good message of hope today. There's nothing wrong with technology. But if it's it's driving a wedge in and between you and God, then you need to find somewhere to separate that, to cut some of it out. Ask God and God will help you today. Shall we pray? Our gracious Lord and Heavenly Father, we thank you for Psalms 127. And we thank you, Lord, that we're reminded that unless you are the, Lord, unless the Lord builds the house, all of our labors, our, us as builders of our lives is in vain. You must be the chief builder. And unless the Lord watches over the city or watches over you and I, over nations, over communities, then the watchman stands guard in vain. Because a watchman can only do so much. But we thank you, Lord, that as the 23rd Psalm says, the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. He leadeth me beside still waters. He restoreth my soul. He guides me in the path of righteousness for his namesake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me today. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. That means sometimes in the world, we're in the world, but we're not of the world. But there are going to be enemies. There are going to be situations. There's going to be The devil will try to tempt us. But the Lord is at the dinner table. He says he prepares a table before the presence of of my enemies. But he says you anoint my head with oil and my cup will overflow. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. Not just today, not just tomorrow, but all the days of our life. Just like I talked about worthwhile work. God will give us goodness and love that will follow us all the days of our life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amazing what God can do. If you've stepped away from the Lord today, or you've allowed technology or society these things to overwhelm us, possessions such as your job, your clothes, your bank account, all of those have consumed you. Give it to God. Say, Lord, this is yours. You bless me with it. Even the technology, we need to step away from it. Ask God to help you. And he will help you through it. I made a commitment myself to take time away from the... Internet, take time away from all of this online and the telephone and technology and set it aside for a certain time of the day. Just like the podcast doing today, I try to do it in the morning so I can have the afternoons free to spend time with God and to talk with people and to go here and go there to give the good news of hope. It's what it's all about today. We're journeying through. Sometimes people forget that. So if there's someone today that doesn't know the Lord is their personal savior, today can be that day. Say, Lord, forgive me, I'm a sinner. Lord, redeem me. Give me hope. Give me love to face each and every day. All the days of my life, I want to know goodness. I want to know mercy. I want to know hope. I want to be blessed of you. I want to find favor. The psalmist reminds us that in this text, like I said, the Lord must build the house and the Lord must watch over each and every one of us. So if there's areas in your life that you need to turn over to the Lord, he's willing and ready to listen. Will it be easy? Probably not. We live in a world today where people have become so addicted to technology, the internet, their phone, their tablet, whatever. But you have to put it down. Have to turn it off sometimes. You have to break free from this. Let our work be found worthwhile and pleasing to God today. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us on this Monday on Hope for Today with Pastor Doug Solomon. And we look forward to joining you on Tuesday with a message of hope and encouragement. God bless and have a great day.